0: everybody and welcome back to Midweek Musings. This is episode 4. I hope everyone's April is going well. It's finally getting to be nice outside. It's like 80 today I want to say while I'm recording this and yeah that's just crazy. <laughs> I think only like two weeks ago there was probably snow on the ground so I'll take what I can get. Anyways if you're new here my name is Evie and this is my podcast. I'm a student at St. Ambrose University, and if you're new, this radio segment or podcast is all about challenging and confusing our brains in deep philosophical conversations about, you know, different topics that either are suggested to me by people or that I come up with while I'm trying to sleep at night or in the shower. Before we get started, I want to give a little shout out to my mom, Sarah, who's probably listening right now because she's the best, but she's the one who gave me the idea for this episode when I texted her to ask if she had anything she wanted me to talk about on the podcast. She had so many ideas, so we may be seeing some more ideas from Sarah B. in the coming weeks, (laughs) but for tonight, we are going to be talking about how we form opinions on people in our lives. More specifically, why do we dislike certain people? especially people who are similar to ourselves and why do we dislike them right off the bat so to segue into the bulk of the podcast this week i refuse to say let's get right into it or let's jump right into it because that's way too cliche and as i was editing the last couple episodes i despised the fact that i literally said let's get right into it ew so instead let's begin As usual, let's start with the basics of what we're gonna be talking about and some of the science behind it. So we're gonna start talking about the science of dislike. Dislike in general is a necessary survival mechanism that humans have been using for centuries, since the dawn of time, or the dawn of human existence, we'll say. When we see someone or something that has hurt us in the past, our fear and aggression fill our minds thanks to the amygdala, which is a part of the brain. This is in order to keep us safe from further harm. The more and more this person or thing causes us pain and harm, the more the brain will trigger our fight-or-flight response in our brains, which we know to be dislike in this scenario. In the 21st century, this survival mechanism isn't always necessary. We do need it for survival situations like being chased down by a person with a knife, but having to work side-by-side someone who has called you a name behind your back is going to warrant the same fight or flight mode in your brain. You see the difference? That's why working side by side, someone who stresses you out is a perceived stressor. Your brain literally does not want to be around people that cause you pain or hurt or suffering. So it forces your brain into this fight or flight mode to try to distance you away from these people. All this fighting and flighting is an attempt to keep you out of harm's way, but it will actually do more harm to you because of the constant stress your body and mind are going through, which we know to be scientifically proven to be bad for your health because of cortisol and all that. This is why you have to put these people out of your life or try to come to terms with being neutral or positive towards them so that you don't have to be stressed out all the time, which is easier said than done. But I think that we can all agree that like hating somebody or disliking somebody takes way more energy than just not hating them. And I should not be one to talk because I tend to hold a grudge um, (laughs) over like little things that I'll bring up like three years later. Not to their face, of course, but my mind will just be like, oh, remember that time that they, I don't know, gave me a dirty look in the hallway in middle school? Yeah, I hate them. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is to save you the stress and anxiety of disliking somebody, you just have to work on that cuz you're it's literally a physical natural response of you to not like somebody that has hurt you. It's in your scientific makeup per se. So liking something or someone is the same way, just in reverse. It basically releases dopamine in your brain when you have a good interaction with somebody or something. And so then the positive emotional reaction makes your brain want more of it. That's how it works to dislike somebody that you already know and how to build up that dislike against somebody. So your brain is protecting you from further harm by disliking or even hating that person. Hopefully that all makes sense so far. But the main thing I'm curious about now is why we oftentimes dislike people we just met without giving them a chance to cause us pain or suffering to even cue that fight or flight response. When we meet a person for the first time, often we have an initial reaction to them. You either like them or dislike them right off the bat. And yes, you can say that you don't do that, but I guarantee you we've all been there. It's a new classmate, new coworker, somebody that you see just walking down the road or you pass them while driving. In the blink of an eye, we hate them. Why is that? Almost always when we instinctively dislike someone, they represent a threat to us. And there are a few reasons why they might seem like a threat. Number one, and this is a big one, is that they're different. Humans are prone to this thing called outgroup bias, which is where we perceive those who are different from us as the quote-unquote out-group. The moment a person gives the slightest indication that they are different from you is the moment that we latch onto to dislike them, because we're wired to bond with our own tribes, so people who are similar to us. The easiest way to spot differences in people that we just met are by appearance. So this is basically the basis of the, what I like to call the isms, sexism, racism, ageism, you name it, there's an ism for that. It's a real issue because yes, humans are prone to this outgroup bias thing, but it also is driven home by social norms too. So not all of like the discriminatory dislike that people experience is due to our natural brains. Actually, most of it isn't a lot of that is social conditioning as well. So that's not an excuse for saying something racist. (laughs) Another reason that sets us apart from people that we've just met is their values. And I definitely know I am guilty of this. And it's not something that we need to feel bad about necessarily, because it's somewhat natural, but still. Still, like, it's still something to think about, like why you instantly disconnect with somebody because your values differ somebody that you just met, say that they express an opinion about a political candidate and you know you disagree with them, right off the bat, it's going to probably be like, oh, well, why would I waste my time with them? So you're going to put them in this category of like, they're not even like worth my time because you don't click like with values. You don't agree on values. So you can get your conscious mind to overcome these initial dislikes based on differences because... Again, back to the social conditioning thing, they say that it isn't your first thought that matters because that's what you're conditioned to think. It's your second thought. The second thought is the one that you choose to think. It's the one that you have agency over. So if your first thought is, oh, geez, I don't like that person because of the way that they look, it's likely that there's been a time in your life when you've been taught that people who look that way are not someone that you should interact with. So then if your second thought is, wait, why am I having this thought? I actually want to get to know them. There you go. That's all you need to do. That's the second thought. The second thought is what matters. So, other than appearances and differences, the second reason you might not like a new person that you just met is because they seem like a threat to you. In caveman times, people competed with one another to raise social status, and higher status meant more resources and a better chance of survival and reproduction. And I think in a way, this definitely exists nowadays too, just not as primitively. This could take shape in a smart classmate or coworker, a harder working peer, a good looking person who's flirting with that one guy that you like. Yeah, there's always going to be people that you perceive as competition. And when you feel threatened by this competition, it is usually dislike right off the bat. This also can apply to people that you've known for longer. If they start to compete with you, it could easily change the feelings. It could easily change the feelings that you feel about them. A third reason to dislike a new person is that they remind you of something or someone threatening. Our minds are really good at association due to our strong human memories. When you get a bad vibe from someone, it's likely because your brain associates them with a negative memory or experience. Basically, there are a ton of signals that could trigger this bad vibe detector. It could be the way they speak. Maybe they talk like your high school bully. It could be the way they walk. Maybe they walk like a criminal you saw in a movie. It could be their appearance. Maybe they look like the uncle that used to dangle you over the stairs by your ankles. Habits, mannerisms, everything contributes to that. So when somebody brings up these bad memories from our past, whether we know it or not, we're usually going to have a bias against them and dislike them right away. And then the last reason why you wouldn't necessarily like someone you just met is that you want to hide from yourself. This is kind of a huge one. People tend to ignore their own flaws and qualities that they know need work. So when they come across someone who has the qualities that we wish we had, we don't like them because we're jealous. So basically it all comes down to jealousy. And this is such a big one that I can think of because when I, when I see someone who is like everything that I want to be, I just can't help but dislike them a little bit. And I know that it's because I'm jealous, but that's just human nature. Moving on from all that talk about dislike, why is it that sometimes we automatically like someone we just met? Why is that? And I'm not talking about like romantic attraction because that's a whole different thing. I just mean like, why is it that sometimes we instantly click with people? For one, there's vulnerability. In some situations, you've let your guard down enough to reach out and connect with somebody. And that could happen for various reasons. A shared trauma. Maybe they remind you of someone that you're close with. Second is proximity. And this could mean you're sharing a space with them, and so you're naturally open to building a connection. And I think a really good example of this is me and my roommate. We did not know each other before this school year, and literally, after like one day of knowing each other, it felt like I'd known her forever, and we were like friends already. It's just crazy. And that was probably because we had to live together and we didn't really have a choice. Um, a third reason that you might feel you instantly click with somebody is resonance you feel a sense of being on the same wavelength. Often, this is often true of people who have similar classes or jobs, similar values, you're in a shared experience. So, for example, maybe new people that you meet in an extracurricular who have all grown up being in that extracurricular. So you have that thing to talk to them about, you're on the same wavelength. You kind of get what I'm saying. And that ties into the next one, which is similarity. You might like somebody because you share the same background. And that's to be expected because when you have more in common with somebody, it's easier to just be on the same level as them. And this is pretty much the exact opposite of why we dislike people who are different than us. We often dislike people who come from different backgrounds because we don't understand them, but it's easier to understand somebody who grew up the same way as you, so you're going to be more likely to enjoy their company. And this last reason that you might instantly click with somebody is environment. In this situation, you are overcoming challenges and adversity together. I love this one because it happens in movies and books all the time where you click with somebody, or in the book, Like the two main characters meet in this weird out-of-pocket situation that's never happened to anyone before and they instantly click or fall in love, whatever, because no one else has that same experience. And I feel like that's so true. Even if you're just sitting next to someone on the bus and something weird happens, you're probably going to feel more comfortable talking to them for the rest of the bus ride. So now that we know how all this works, we can also know why our perceptions of certain people change over time. It all comes down to what your brain expects from them and expects them to repeat. In fact, did you know that the more you like someone, the more likely you are to have stronger feelings of hate towards them if, you, if they wrong you? And I think that is very, very accurate, very telling, because the people that I currently dislike the most are people that I was once extremely close with and you trust them and your brain expects them to repeat those feelings of happiness and love, I guess, in certain situations. And then when they start doing the opposite and your brain starts to expect the hurt and suffering, it's going to do even more to keep you away from them because it doesn't know what to expect. Studies have found that the more similar you are to a person with more shared interests, the more likely you are to like them. If you feel pain caused by that person, your brain will switch on the fight-or-flight method we talked about earlier and cause you to have greater feelings of hate due to the intense sense of betrayal and mistrust we now feel towards that person. So now we know that we're more likely to like someone who is similar to us, so now we can talk about something I've often wondered about, Why do we sometimes dislike people who are the most similar to us or who have similar traits to us? Because based on what we've just learned, we should like them the most out of everyone. But sometimes that's not the case. Why do we hate in others what we see in ourselves? There's always that one person who just irks you, whether that be because of their hair or the way they speak or how they're rude or too polite, you name it. Has it ever occurred to you, though, that you're probably more similar to them than you believe? It's a disturbing thought, but it's very true. For example, growing up, there was this guy who I hated more than probably anybody at the time. He was in all of my classes all the time. And he was super smart and super good at everything and just, like, drove me out of my mind because he was so annoying And everybody always thought that we were, like, everybody always thought that we liked each other in, like, a boyfriend-girlfriend type of way. And I say it like that because that's how we said it in middle school and elementary school. And that would drive me out of my mind because he was the worst, and I hated him. And I realize now that I probably hated him so much because he was like me, like, really uptight and obsessed with books and school and when I realized that I was uh, super annoyed but maturing is realizing these things (laughs) when we see someone who exhibits positive qualities similar to our own such as drive passion talent kindness we usually don't like that person because we feel threatened and that's what we talked about earlier Instead of admiring these qualities, we feel insecure about ourselves. And this is something that you can work on, which we kind of went over a little bit. But if you develop your self-confidence, you will likely feel less intimidated by others and be able to get along with people who may usually be perceived as a threat to you. When we dislike negative qualities in others, such as cowardice, being self-centered, apathy, it shows that we are not fully satisfied with ourselves. These qualities in others remind us of the parts we dislike about ourselves, and subconsciously, we don't like being reminded about that. For example, I get annoyed by bossy people because I feel I am bossy, and I dislike that about myself. So when I see that in other people, I'm like, God, I must be so annoying. Usually, we aren't aware of these qualities in ourselves because our brains choose to overlook them. So the next time you find yourself annoyed with a certain quality in someone, such as jealousy like if someone's extremely jealous, take a moment to ask yourself why you are annoyed, and if it could be possible that you exhibit that same quality, at least to some extent. Of course, that does not mean you should hate yourself or beat yourself up over having a negative quality. We all have them. It just gives you an opportunity for growth. And being self-aware is always, always better than being unself aware I don't know if that's the word, but being the opposite of self-aware. People who aren't self-aware are a menace to society, <laughs> and I'm going to stand by that. You can come at me if you don't agree, but they're a menace. All right, I think that's going to bring us somewhat to the end, and I think we just made it through most of an episode without me having to tell you that your entire life is a lie or that some huge aspect of life is an illusion. <laughs> um, Yay! <laughs> we were actually able to talk about facts and you know what I hope you guys sleep at night because of that but that is going to about conclude the content for today it was super intriguing and actually inspired me to be try to be nice and understanding to certain people who I don't like especially one person who I know would never listen to this but if they ever do just know that I'm trying to be kind to everyone and it's really hard with you but I'm doing my best So take what you learned today and try to be more understanding of others and work on either making amends with those that you dislike or keeping them at a good distance so that your physical body and your mind can recover from all the stress that they've caused you. That, I think, is the main takeaway for today. But I hope that you liked the episode. This one was a lot of fun. And I love that it had a little moral of the story at the end. (laughs) <laughs> thank you everybody for listening as always you can catch me next week wednesday at 6 30 on 106.1 fm or wherever you get your podcast. if you can't tune in live and i'll see you next week on midweek musings this podcast was recorded at the studios of kala fm st ambrose university opinions expressed are not necessarily those of kala radio or st ambrose university